This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. I want to speak on uh, this series is uh, Live Long and Prosper, and this is the third one. So if you missed the other two, please go back and listen to those. But uh, we looked at, at Psalms 90. Uh, actually talks about a psalm of uh, Moses. It's talking about the children of Israel in the wilderness, and they're under the curse. And when you read Psalms 90, that's what that is. It's talking about uh, someone who is uh, living under a curse, and we know why the children of Israel were living under a curse. It was unbelief. And then you come to Psalms 91, and Psalms 91 is talking about one who walks under the blessing of God, that believes and trusts in the Lord. And that's what we um, are looking at is Psalms 91, because that's where I got our, our, our text from. It says, because he has set his love upon me, Psalms 91 verse 14, because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him, I will set him on high, because he has known my name. He shall call upon me, as the Lord speaking, I will answer him, I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. Say long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. God wants you to live a long life. He wants you to live a life that you're satisfied with. Now this tells me it's possible to live a life that you're unsatisfied. You can live a long life miserable defeated, sick, broke, disgusted. You can live a long, unsatisfying life, but God wants us to live a satisfied life, a satisfied life, full of provision, full of strength, full of the blessing of the Lord. That's God's will for our life. And really, a key to do this is to do what he says do. Father knows best. He's smarter than we are. You know you're smarter than your kids. And sometimes you have to tell them, I'm smarter than you. I've been living longer than you. Well, God's been living longer than all of us. <laughs> He's smarter than all of us. And we just need to do what he says. We just need to trust him and go with what he says. When you do what he says, you can have a satisfying life. I mean, no, it's better to be satisfied. And we talked about that word satisfied in the first message of like a good Thanksgiving meal. You're so satisfied. Almost oversatisfied. You're satisfied. It says, I, with long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. So our Father's a good God and he wants us to live a satisfied life. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 12, he who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son does not have life. These things I've written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. I want you to notice here, real life is only found in Jesus. There's, you might know some uh, unbelievers and it seems like they're having a great life. Things are going great for them. But the truth is, they're not even experiencing life. 
That's what the word says here. You experience and have life only in Christ. Only the believer is experiencing really real life. They, the other actually don't have life. It says that you may know that you may know you have eternal life because you believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. So we believe, we accept the Lord, but then we continue to believe, we continue to walk out with the Lord. Because we want this blessing. You want to be satisfied. You want to have a fulfilling life. It's only found in living for Him. It's only found in believing in Him. The word life there is, is Zoe. We talked about that before, the, the life of God. Zoe, the God kind of life, a good life, the best life. In John 10, 10, this is from the Amplified, the thief comes in order to steal, kill, and destroy. I come that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Overflowing life. That's what God desires for us. And when you have the overflow, you're satisfied. When you're living in a place of abundant life, there's a satisfaction that can only come from God. You see this in your notes. As satisfying life is only found in receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior and by living your life for Him. See, it's not enough just to accept Him as Lord. You've got to live for Him. And that's where the satisfying life comes. Eternal life is not just you're going to live forever. Eternal life is an eternal relationship with God. It's having fellowship with God for all eternity. That's eternal life. And you get eternal life as soon as you accept the Lord. Eternal life begins then. It's not when you get to heaven. Eternal life begins then. Eternity is inside of you. Eternal life is there now. And you start walking with God, and that's the never end. Even when you leave this planet, it doesn't stop. You still have that relationship and that fellowship, that communion with God. And that is called life. And only when you have that type of life will you be satisfied. We live in the New Covenant, and the Greek word for save is sozo. means to heal, save, deliver, protect, do well, prosper, be made whole. And it doesn't matter what you do. If you're uh, a nurse, a doctor, uh, a salesman, a business owner, a writer, a teacher, stay-at-home mom, whatever it is, that place is your assignment to shine for God. That is your place, and you are to make that place a habitation for God. I mean, your work is your mission. Your work is your place where God has put you, and it's to be a worship to God. It's to be a part of satisfaction. God's called us to work. And what do we do? We try and avoid work or run away from work. I want work. I'm looking to get out of work. <laughs> but work is a blessing. It's not a curse. Just try and do without it for a while. You find out it's a curse. <laughs> you need, we need work. We need purpose. We need vision. But that vision, that purpose is to be in God. That is to be God's uh, assignment, his place of ministry for you. 
How do I live this, this long, satisfying life? Well, you know, the world is increasing in knowledge. It's abounding. You can't, I, I remember as a kid, you'd watch the news, and it was like 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, and it was gone. Then came on the, the late show. Or me on the weekend, it was, then came on Tarzan. News was going off, here comes Tarzan. And the news was short, and then the news had expanded now. Everywhere you look, there's news. Even your, your phone now has news on it. Everywhere you go, all this bad, most of it's bad news. Because it's just like the testimony. of the Christ. I've lived for God all the days of my life. I followed him. It's not, come hear the testimonies tonight. I serve God. I got, I got saved when I was seven years old. What a great testimony. <laughs> and all of us will applaud, but, you know, that's probably not going to gather a big crowd. So what do the news people do? They found the worst news. In fact, they've even got to the place where they're manufacturing bad news. They amplify now, and they try and make what it was not so bad. I had a pastor call me. He was concerned for us. He had his church praying for us because I saw on the news that y'all were flooded out. The Mississippi had overflown its banks and said, we're praying, we're believing for you, brother. Do you need some help? I know y'all are probably swimming. It's, you know. I said, well, pastor, I, I appreciate your prayers. I'm glad your church is praying for us. We'll take all that we can get, but... It's, it's just a very small portion downtown. You can pray for that area there. We're praying for them too. What happened? He saw the national news. Memphis was flooded out. It's disaster. They're trying to get ratings. But all this news, there's times that you have to turn it off. You have to say enough is enough. We have a political campaign going. Enough is enough. I vote for Jesus. And I'm so glad I'm not depending on anyone else but him. I'm looking to him. Not the man. But we pray. And, we, and I'm not saying don't watch the news. We're, I believe we're to be responsible. And it does tell us how to pray and and that kind of thing. But you can overload it. You have to starve those things. And you have to get God's information. You have to let his information. Let his word be the major part of your life. What you're listening to. I, I hear the news. But it doesn't dictate to me. No thank you. I'm not getting a Zika <laughs> virus from some mosquito. No. I'm not getting the elephant flu that sounds demonic to me, some animal, pig flu, or, you know, I'm, no thank you. I pass. Everything's going down the tubes. I pass because my God makes sure we overcome. We're more than conquerors through him that loves us. So what do you do? You don't sweat the small stuff or the big stuff. You give it to him. You cast your cares upon him. And you can't go around telling everyone that because they'll look at you and you're in denial. You're one of those. You're in denial. 
So I want to give you some kingdom news today. Psalms 91 verse 1. This is your 911. This is your 911. It will protect you anywhere on this earth. Anywhere in outer space if you happen to take a trip. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. If you're abiding in Him, in that secret place, you're under the shadow of the Almighty. And there is protection. We had our boys memorize Psalms 91. How did you do that? I used the wisdom of God. I paid them off. It works. It works today. Pay them. You memorize this, you get paid. There's a lesson in this. You're always rewarded for learning the Word of God. <laughs> Why? Because we had two boys and they were in everything. <laughs> and our kids need protection. And when your kids leave home, it amplifies. I don't have my eye on them. You better get Psalms 91. To, hey, they're protected. You know, Rob and Shauna are try, doing their world tour right now. <laughs> Psalms 91. My grandkids out west. Psalms 91. God protects. It didn't say if there's, except when there's a terrorist attack. Except if their name is ISIS. No. There was a woman. She meditated on Psalms 91. And she was in an apartment in New York. And a man had came up and gotten on her balcony. And was coming in, breaking in. She opens the door. And she quoted Psalms 91. Now, she misquoted it. It was, it was something, and she was nervous, I'm sure. Covers me with his feathers or something like that. I mean, it was totally, but he was froze to the pipe that he came up. He's on the balcony, he's froze to it. She calls the police, and they go out there, and they can't get him off that pipe. They come, lady, would you, uh, we don't know what you did here, but would you get him off? And she goes, be off in the name of Jesus. And <laughs> I'm telling you, it works. It will protect you. It protected Jesus. And I'll get to that next week. <laughs> we see two things here. We're to dwell in the secret place and it's the most high. And we saw last week it's inaccessible or out of the reach of the enemy. The enemy cannot get there. So it's vital that there's so much fear. It's rampant. There's so much uh, that the enemy, enemy's voice is saying that is contrary to the word of God. We've got to stand strong in these truths and know we're divinely protected. We have the protection of the Lord. The blessing of God on our lives. Secret place is a place of intimacy, communion with God. It's our private relationship and fellowship with the Lord. And this is an ongoing dialogue and, and walking with God. 
And that dwelling place here speaks, it's in your notes, of continual, consistent communion with the Lord. It means you're supposed to live there. It means that you, you stay connected with God, that you have this ongoing talk with the Lord all the time. Somebody asked me, how much do you pray? Well, it's hard to say because all the time I'm talking to the Lord. That's just every time from the moment I get up, I'm, I'm talking to the Lord. And, and we're, we're having this communion. Now, it's, it's great to set aside and stop doing everything else and have that time in the secret place of God, in that, that communion. But when you stay down, it's what Jesus did. He went to a secret place. He had communion with the Father. And he had some kind of protection. Anyway, so a dwelling place. The, the secret place becomes your home when you become a believer. But how many know you can have a home, but you don't have to be there? You don't have to even come, come around. Maybe you show up just when you need something. Hmm. I'm talking about dwelling there, continual consistent communion with the Father. That's the reason people didn't hear God's voice on 911 and some Christians lost their life. He wasn't just trying to protect just a small portion of his kids. He was telling all of his kids. And some of his kids were in communion with God enough that they heard his voice. And when he, he said, go get some coffee. I know you're going to be late. It's okay. Go get some coffee. Or when God said, turn and, and run from the building. And their lives were saved. It wasn't because God has favorites. We're all his favorites. It's because they were in communion with God and able to hear his voice. If you want to live a long life, we've got to have some protection. Against sickness, disease, all, all, anyone that would come against us or anything, we've got to have protection. But see, they, they heard. God was speaking to the others. They just, they weren't in communion, so they, they missed it. Now, here's the good thing. We've all missed it, but even when you miss it, we win. Those people went straight to heaven. They're doing great. But I'm talking about living a long life on this earth because there's so much that you can do for the kingdom of God. There's people that need, that need Jesus. And as long as there's a need, we need to live long where we can minister to them and minister life to them. Actually, the secret place, dwelling place, is the Most High God. Psalms 91, verse 9, Because you made the Lord who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. God is the, the secret place. It, it's Him. It's about Him. Psalms 32, 7, You are my hiding place. You shall preserve uh, me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. Psalms 27 5. For in time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. Psalms 91 1. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Shadow there means covering. We talked about it means an umbrella, but it also means a spiritual shield. It's speaking of a covering, a shield that protects you against all the elements, against any enemy that would come against you. Our God is a shield for us. And let me tell you, if God's protecting you, you're safe. 
That's the safest place you can be in God's protection, under His system. Psalms 119, 114. Uh, you are my hiding place and my shield. I hope in your word. Psalms 33. But you, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory and the one who lifts up my head. See how scriptures come alive when you understand what, what it means, what he's talking about. Psalms 18.2, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, so shall I be saved from my enemies. Another picture that we have is a mother bird who spreads out her wings with her baby chicks can get under her wings. Why? Because under the shadow of those wings is protection. Under the shadow of those mama's wings, there's nothing going to get the babies. She will give her life to protect her babies. It's what God did. He gave his life to protect his kids. But here's the thing. Those kids have to choose. We have to choose to get under the shadow. It doesn't happen automatically. You choose. You choose to have communion with the Lord. You choose to pray. You choose to spend time in the Word. You have communion with Him and you get under the shadow of His wings. Because God has His wings spread for all, all who would come under the shadow of His divine protection. Under the protection of Almighty God who is our refuge and our fortress. He will not fail you. He will protect. He will supply. Remember this in Matthew 23, Jesus said, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing you see the picture? That's the same picture. God wanted to embrace these. Next in your notes, Jesus lived in Psalms 91 protection. Maybe you didn't know this, but this is a psalm that Jesus walked in and lived in. And I'm going to show you why. In Matthew 6, 6, it says, But you, when you pray, go into your room. This is Jesus speaking. Somewhere on the mount. When you have shut the door, pray to your Father who is... In the secret place, what did we just read in Psalms 91? He who dwells in the secret place, Jesus is referring back to Psalms 91. What did Jesus do? It said he would rise up early and go to the secret place and commune with Father and get direction and wisdom for the day. He would go and be with him. He's our model. If Jesus needed to go to the secret place, let me tell you, this guy needs to go to the secret place and you need to go to the secret place and commune with God and get under the shadow of his wings. Get his direction, get his guidance, get his provision. Jesus did it. We got to do it. How do you do it? You pray. He's telling us how you come to Father and pray. You open up the Word of God. You hear from Him. You spend time with Him in the secret place. And it changes you. It changes everything about you. 
And this unsatisfying life starts becoming a satisfying life. Even when things go bad, even when things go wrong, deep on the inside of you is a peace of God that surpasses all understanding. And you say, my trust is in the Lord. My confidence is in my God. He is my refuge. I'm relaxed. I'm on vacation on the inside because I'm hooked up to God. Even when things look bad. I'm not saying your emotions won't do a little roller coaster. It's okay. We're human. But you get your eyes back on the Lord. And you listen to Him. And Jesus went to the secret place. He got with Him. He walked in this. He lived in this. Now you understand how when the mob came against Him, said so He walked through the midst of them. When they tried to push him off a cliff after his great sermon, about the year of Jubilee and he was it, his great sermon, they're ready to push him off a cliff. What does it say? He walked through the midst of them. Why? He's in the secret place, the hiding place. When you looked up, it also means hiding place. You have a hiding place. That you can run to from this world. And it becomes a strong high tower to you. And you find refuge there. And you find it's a fortress. And it's a stronghold against the enemy. It's unreachable by the enemy. He can't take it from you. It's your God. It's being with him. It's his presence. It's walking with him. Living with him. I want you to know this. That when Satan came against Jesus, remember this in the wilderness, I want you to notice how he came against him. In Matthew chapter 4 verse 5, Then the devil took him up into his holy city and on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. Of course, Jesus said to him, it is written again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. You know what Satan was quoting there? Psalms 91. Psalms 91. Those that walk in the blessing. Satan was trying to get Jesus to misstep, misuse that scripture and to commit suicide how did he know to come against him in that place how did he know well here's your answers it's in your, in your notes how did the enemy know Jesus was releasing his, his faith in Psalms 91 because Jesus was saying it he heard him how did I know he was hearing him? Let me read you Psalms 91 verse 1. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God. In Him I will trust. And when the Lord had shown me this, whatever it was, He said, Do you not think my son was fulfilling and doing the word? Do you think that my son Jesus was not saying it when my word says to say it? 
Let me help you with this. If you're not saying it, you're not saying it. I'm just saying. (laughs) You've got to say it. He said say it. There's something happens to us when we say it. You don't have to say this around people. Don't walk into Walmart and say, Walmart and say, I have an announcement. <laughs> I dwell in the secret place of the Most High God. I don't advise that. Don't do that. This is for your secret place time, for you walking. Maybe you're out in the world, something comes against you, and you say, my trust is in you, Lord. And you, you speak it then. But see, we've, we've lost uh, almost lost confession or speaking the word but it's still the word and it, another word confession is declaring declaring it speaking it decreeing just agreeing with what god says well, pastor i don't know if i could do that your mouth is moving anyway it's saying things well i feel like i'm lying if i say what god says go ahead feel like you're lying But it's reality and it's the truth. And it will change your situation. It will change you. Well, I just don't know if I can do that. Yes, you can. He wouldn't ask us to do something we couldn't do. Besides that, all you got to do is say, God, give me your grace, your ability to do it. So we got to start saying some things. You got to start speaking to some things. Speak to the mountain because God's not going to speak to it for you. Faith is released through speaking and believing. You believe in your heart, you speak. Well, I don't believe in my heart yet. Well, speak it and get it into your heart. Let that seed be nourished. Well, I've heard this before. Well, evidently you hadn't heard enough if you're not doing it because it will change your life. Even the world has picked up on this. They have their positive affirmations. I'm a good person. I don't know if you've read it. Of course, they bring in the new age stuff. I'm a good person. I love myself. And positive, I'm, I'm for being positive, but I'd rather have something that's reality and positive. <laughs> the truth. The Word of God. And speak God's Word. That it will transform you and change you. It all depends if you want a satisfying life. I will say of the Lord, He is my fortress. I will say of the Lord, He is my strength, my refuge. I will say of the Lord, He is my righteousness. He's my healer. He's my freedom. Speak things that agree with the Word of God. And you'll find yourself turning the news off or saying, hmm, not me. If you're not speaking back to the news, something's wrong. Because He is constantly... C-N-N, constant negative news. And it's bad. But it's the news of this world. It's not kingdom news. We just heard kingdom news. And it says you're under the wings of his protection. You're under his covering and protection. All you have to do is choose to go underneath it. How do you choose? You speak it and believe it. It's by faith. It's by our heads. Father, we thank you for your word today. We give you honor. We give you praise. We say that, Lord, you are, you are our protection. You are our God. 
You are a mighty God. And we look to you. We trust you for our own protection, for, for our family and our children. We thank you for Psalms 91, or 911. You said, it said that you would hear us even in time of trouble, that you would deliver us, and that you would honor us. God, we just thank you. We worship you. We give you glory. We give you praise. We give you honor. We say, God, that there is none like you in all the earth. Let's, let's stand up. I want you to just lift your hands for just a moment. I haven't done this in a while, but I just felt supposed to do this. It's just confessions. All these are from Scripture. God has blessed you with all the promises of the new covenant in Christ being yes and amen. Therefore, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I bless you with ability, abundance, clear direction, a controlled and disciplined life. Bless you with courage, creativity. God bless you with wisdom and understanding. God bless you with God's favor and man's favor. God bless you with good health. God bless you with fulfillment of God's dreams and visions for your life. God bless you with contentment. God bless you with a listening ear. God bless you with long life. God bless you with a long, satisfying life. God bless you with an obedient heart. God bless you with God's peace. God bless you with a pleasant speech a pleasant personality. God bless you with promotion, protection, provision, safety, strength, revelation, knowledge, expectant faith, success. I bless you with goodness and mercy following you all the days of your life. I bless your ears to hear the lovely, the uplifting, the encouraging, the shut out, the demeaning, and the negative. I bless your hands to be tender, helping hands to those in need. Hands that bless. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lifts His countenance upon you and gives you peace because of the finished work of the cross. Let's worship the Lord. Give Him praise. Give Him glory. Amen. If you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest, please check out our website at midsouthharvest.org. You may also contact us by phone at 662-890-1573 or toll free at 866-383-8277.